Thank you for tuning in to our question and answer. Today I'm joined by Medford Board of Health Director Marianne O'Connor. Um, introduce her as Marianne, who have been in contact constantly over the last few months with what's going on. Um, throughout the COVID-19 public health crisis, Marianne and her staff and the Board of Health have been absolutely incredible. I know Marianne more often than not is working 12 plus hour days, contacting residents who may have been tested positive and doing contact tracing on conference calls with DPH and other Board of Health um, directors in the region and working closely every day with our nursing homes. We're lucky to have Marianne working so tirelessly for our community and I want to truly thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Before we get to the question and answer, we do want to make um, take this few minutes to give some important updates about COVID-19 here in Medford. As of April 22nd, the number of positive cases in Medford had reached 563. It's important to remember that as access to testing increases, we expect the number of positive cases to increase as a result, especially as we remain in the expected surge in cases statewide. In particular, our long-term care facilities have been dealing with the impacts of COVID-19. Sadly, across all three of these facilities within Medford, there are more than 264 cases and 45 deaths. This in part is due to expanded testing capability throughout, through the Department of Public Health and the National Guard, which has been here to Medford um, at least five times over the last couple weeks. We are in daily communication with the directors at each of these facilities, working with them to understand their needs like PPE, staffing, and testing, and advocating on their behalf to our partners at the state. We know that the facilities like them, similar, are facing the same impacts across the Commonwealth, but it doesn't make this news any easier to report. That's why it's essential that we continue to do our part to reduce the spread of COVID-19, continue to practice social distancing, and wear face masks whenever you're inside an essential business. While wearing face coverings or a face mask or scarf or turtleneck is not required when you're not in an essential business, the CDC recommends that it can be helpful in preventing the spread of the virus. These are small things we can do now to keep everyone safer in the long term. Also, in an effort to continue um, to slow the spread of COVID-19, earlier this week, Governor Baker announced that the schools will remain closed throughout the end of the year. I know that, especially for the high school seniors, this is difficult news to hear. But I know that the superintendent, Dr. Maurice Edward Vincent, Principal Paul DeLeva, um, Assistant Principal Peter Cushing, and the entire MPS team is committed to finding ways to celebrate our seniors for all of your accomplishments. We're so proud of you, and we will find fun and special ways to honor you as we say goodbye, as you say goodbye to high school. In terms of other ways we're working to support the community, last week in partnership, with the Medford Chamber of Commerce, we launched a COVID-19 relief fund. Through community and in-kind donations, this fund will support local restaurants as well as community members who are in need of food by working through local nonprofit agencies and residents they serve. This combined with our other food access initiatives and efforts citywide mean that we've been able to provide tens of thousands of meals and groceries to residents in need over the last month and we're not slowing down. If you're in need of food, support, or any other resources, please reach out to us. 
We have food distribution sites throughout the city, and we have staff and volunteers continuing to work seven days a week to meet the needs of our community during this crisis. If you have access to the internet, visit www.medfordma.org slash coronavirus dash information, or you can always call my office at 781-393-2409. This, week, this weekend, we're partnering again with Physicians Want Urgent Care to host a second drive-through COVID-19 test opportunity on Saturday, April 25th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at their Wellington Circle location. To be eligible for testing, you will need to be pre-screened by Physicians One, either at www.p1uc.com or by calling 781-874-9399. Thank you for all you have done over the last several weeks to help us flatten the curve, to keep our community safe, and to help friends and neighbors in need. The Medford community has truly been Medford strong, and I know that we will get through this together. Now I want to get into answering some of the great questions that we've received from the community. We're going to try to get through as many as we can, but if we've missed your question or if you have other questions, please keep them coming. We're always here to answer, and hopefully we'll be doing this again in the next week or two. Thank you. Um, the first question that we hear a lot, we have a lot of people asking us about, is the order to wear masks, Marianne. We made that order a couple weeks ago, and it's for those who are entering an essential business but people question, are the employees supposed to wear them? Yes, absolutely. So it's really important to stop the spread and, and to protect the employees of our essential services as well. Um, that everybody should be wearing a mask when you're inside an essential service, whether you go into the grocery store, uh, you're standing in line even for the grocery store, everybody should be wearing a mask. And it's only for our best interest. It's for the, for the protection of those employees who are, are there every day, you know, for us. Um, and we want to keep them there. We want to keep them healthy. So, um, and for your own peace of mind and your own well-being as, as well. And that includes restaurant, you know, takeouts for restaurants beyond just grocery stores and pharmacies and all of the essential services that are open. Yes, um, that's been a question uh, that has come to my attention, too. Should people be um, wearing masks when they go in to pick up their takeout order? And I always say, of course you should. You're going into an essential business, um, and the employees should be wearing them as well. It is very hard to enforce. Mm -hmm. um, so what have we been doing to enforce from a yeah. public health yeah. So we, standpoint? We, yeah, Todd, people are... Um you know, sometimes they're just not wanting, wanting to do that. So the stores, uh, we, we supplied the stores with as much information as we could. We, we gave them some signage um, to put up on their doors, reminding people that they're not supposed to enter without a mask. Um, you know, some, some stores, like I know Wegmans, is, is absolutely not letting you in without a mask. And, and that's what the orders what, what the order says. Yes. So that's what they should be doing. Yes, I know Target. Um, there's mm -hmm. a number of stores that are really enforcing mm -hmm. this for the yeah. benefit of their employees Correct. and the people who are um, frequenting their businesses. And I know Melanie from your office is making additional calls on top of the first um, 
publication of this, she's also making reminder calls to different businesses that we may hear of that aren't complying. Right, and we are, we understand it's difficult sometimes for the, to put them in that position, mm -hmm. if you know for to. But it's it's really important, and and they have to enforce the the order. And I think an important part of it too, it doesn't have to be you know a mask per mm -hmm. se. It can be a scarf. I've right. seen um, women just wearing light scarves over their face, or a turtleneck, or um, a big bandana. Some of the kids are wearing bandanas. So anything just to protect if you were to sneeze or cough, um, or were to be sick and asymptomatic, that you have something covering your face to protect others. Mm -hmm. And that if you were near somebody in the grocery store that um, was asymptomatic but shopping for his or her family, um, that you're protected. Right, and there are a lot of great videos, YouTubes too, on how to make those, the cloth masks. Just uh, go on YouTube videos and they're very easy to make. It's a couple of uh, hair elastics and a piece of cloth. Yep. yep, I know I posted one too on the mayor mayor's Facebook page so on how to make a mask. Yeah, so great. I know people have taken advantage of that. We also have um, a lot of questions about how people can get masks. Will the yes. city be providing masks? So we can speak to first and thank all those who are home hours on hours making masks with their sewing machines and donating them to people across the community. I know you've got mm -hmm. donations in the Board of Health. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we've got them here in the mayor's office and we make sure that we provide them to our senior center, to our first responders if they're medical grade. Um, we have been, I went and provided them to the rec department who's in charge of the grab-to-go sites. Right. Um, yeah, the people doing all the food distribution, it's really important that we're taking good care of them so they're getting some of the masks that have been donated. Um, and some of them have been the cloth masks so they are reusable. You can wash them, which is nice. So, um, and, and we do have that order. Um, we placed an order for 10000 that we're waiting to arrive that we can then better distribute to folks in need at like senior housing and, and, and the stores who may be in need to give them out to customers and um, yes yeah. 10,000 we placed the order over oh, I know it's been ago, a while so yeah. we're waiting yeah. for the order to come in and 10,000 we hope to go a long way and we know that we'll be given PM at the senior center Mr. Driscoll at the housing authority um, plenty of masks to whoever may need one. There's surgical grades, so we're not able to give them to um, our first responders, but we are gonna okay. give them out as much as we can so those frequenting essential businesses can definitely start to wear them. Okay. Masks started a while ago, but now I'm starting to get calls, and we did get the question in about light Providing Lysol wipes. Oh, Can you speak yeah. to that? I know you're involved with the ordering and yeah. know how difficult it is. But. They're really difficult. They're really hard to come by. Even, you know, we're, it's so important that we have them for our first responders as well um, as the nursing homes, and, uh, and, and they're having a hard time. So when the supplies do come out, at least the, our, our efforts are our supply chain through the state, I guess, through the DPH or MEMA. Um, those are really going out first to the first responders and to the nursing homes in need. Um, but as far as on your grocery shelves and, and the hand I know they're really hard to come by. Um, but again, you can do, and you can, on the CDC website actually, there's uh, guidance there. You can make your own class. There's a combination, um, not too much bleach, combination bleach and water um, that's outlined on the CDC website and how you can make your own disinfecting wipes. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy, so. Mm -hmm. 
question if we as a city have tried to reach out to Grubhub or yeah. Uber Eats about their drivers wearing masks. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. We've tried to figure out, uh, you know, a, a corporate contact or a local contact or someone we can reach out to. Um, we, we, we did see Uber had put out to all of their drivers uh, that they are supplying them with masks and they are telling them they should be wearing masks. So uh, we're hoping that people, again, are abiding to, to those um, requirements. And once again, if they are going in to pick up, take out food, uh, the takeout food establishments do not have to let them in the door um, if they're not wearing masks. A number of questions came in with regards to our nursing homes, and I know you've been dealing with the directors um, as well as trying to get them support for you know several weeks. And I know it's a tough, it's a tough subject. I yeah. know all you have done. So maybe if you just want to explain yeah. what your office has been able to do. I know we've been able to get the National Guard in, but if there's anything specific, you just want to let people yeah. know. It's it's tough because you know, you know, this is what they call right um, congregate housing, right? So these people basically live together, and they know that they are of a uh, an age and. Uh, you know, medical uh, stability is, is, is compromised in a lot of the cases. So um, you know that they're very vulnerable. And um, so once it gets into a facility, it's, it's very difficult. But there are ways that we've been working with them and their recommendations, certainly from DPH on, you know, as soon as you identify your cases, you try to isolate them away from the ones that aren't sick. So you're, you're lessening that spread. Um, and we have been working with them on, on those issues as well as that they have been in need of, of personal protective equipment, of gowns, of gloves, of masks, of disinfecting wipes. Um, so we've been doing our best to get them what they need at, on, a, on a timely manner and then really been working hard. Uh, the mayor's done a, an amazing job reaching out to the, the delegation, our, our state delegation, as well as Secretary Sutter's office, um, really pleading. Um, for assistance with staffing and um, and all these other needs, the staffing issues, because of course their their staff are falling ill as well. These people are, you know, need need to be really uh, praised. I think um, as 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 heroic individuals for for really going in every day, knowing you know um, what they're up against. And and this goes everywhere from like I think you said in in your press release last week, everywhere from you know the food service workers, the housekeepers, the CNAs, the people who are feeding and helping uh, you know, keep these people clean and, and fed, and, um, as well as the nurses and the doctors and the administrators. So I, I just, they're really doing, they're, they're trying their best, and I think they should be applauded. Yes, um, absolutely. I want to thank anybody who is working in the nursing homes and, try, and taking care of our most vulnerable. Um, we are in contact with them every day to see how everybody's doing, what they need. I know you're putting in requests for PPE for them. Um, between the two of us, we're contacting the National Guard. We, I, I have him on speed dial. <laughs> his name's Tom Mangan from the National Guard. He and his um, unit have been to Medford at least five times. They'll be here again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they've been able to do universal testing within our facilities. And we're thankful for that because then there can be some isolation where, where, where they're able to do it. Um, but yeah, it's just an extremely unfortunate situation what's going on there. And I know Board of Health is doing absolutely everything they can. 
and I'm given the support when, when you need it, Marianne, whenever mm -hmm. I can help. I am trying. Our state delegation is working hard as well. Mm -hmm. they, there's at least three, if not all, of our state delegation from here in Medford has individually went to Secretary Sutter's for Medford's behalf um, to try to get staffing um, and support for our nursing homes. So I want to thank our state delegation, thank Secretary Sutter's for anything she's able to do. Um, I know that you came up with suggestions, Marianne, with regards to getting people trained quickly um, to help feed and um, hydrate the residents in the nursing homes. I mentioned that to Lieutenant Polito last Thursday, and the state delegation is taking that up and really trying to push Secretary Sutter's to get that done. So hopefully that um, comes to fruition very soon. Mm -hmm. I was in touch with um, Sue Sandberg, the CEO of Wellforce, asking for some help with staffing to see if we could be the middle person to see if we could buy out any contracts from Wellforce if anybody wasn't, um, if there was extra personnel or if anybody who was furloughed from the Wellforce could come back. She also is gonna try to reach out to some private practices to get some additional staffing. So. It's an ever-evolving situation with the nursing homes and something new every day that we're working on. So yeah. I want to thank um, Marianne for all that she's done. And hopefully yeah. this will be over soon. Mm -hmm. An additional question that has come in is with regards to the city of Medford and the city of Somerville partnering with Tufts University. Um, I know, also know there's another agreement between Tufts University and CHA. Uh, they have their own agreement, CHA and Tufts University, to be a step-down facility, right. so we're not a party to that contract, but we do thank Tufts University for doing what they can to make sure our hospitals are not overwhelmed. With regards to the contract that we have, the city of Medford with Tufts University, it's to house our first responders if they do need to be isolated. That means if they have a slight fever or they suspect that they were in contact with somebody that ha was COVID positive and may have... Mm -hmm. Oh, that they're waiting for their test results or... Waiting for test results mm -hmm. or quarantined where they, after they've test, tested positive, they need a place to stay away from their family so they can get better. Um, and not be home. So we, we do have that contract with Tufts and we're thankful to Tufts University for partner, partnering with us in Somerville to make sure we protect our first responders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the nursing staff from the health services, not just the nursing, the health services staff has, has stepped up as well as our school nurses um, in, in volunteering to help us do the contact tracing uh, out in the community on, all the, on the cases. So that's been great, really helpful. So we want to thank Tufts help services for that too. Yes, yeah. yes, Tufts Health Services as well as our school nurses have really stepped up. They mm -hmm. are assisting us with contact tracing in your office, Marianne. I know there's six or seven nurses mm -hmm. from the schools and Tufts that have helped. They're also helping with our Are You Okay program to make sure our seniors have what they need with regards to food and medication and they are helping with our food distribution yes. sites as well. Yeah, we the lunch programs, right? Yeah. Yes, so mm -hmm. there's a food distribution for um, students at the McGlynn that our school nurses are helping with, and then we also have six grab-and-go sites that they're assisting with, so mm -hmm. that's wonderful.
we have a question here about when City Hall and other essential businesses will be open. Mm, well, I mean, City Hall has to follow the same and is following the same guidance from the governor on, on all the essential services being uh, closed for at least now we know until May 4th, but knowing that could possibly change. Yes, May 4th, um, City Hall is closed to the public, although we are here, um, we're somewhat of a skeleton crew, only allowing one or two people in each office. Um, but we are, everybody's working from home if they're not here, answering all calls. Mm -hmm. Every phone is forwarded to a cell phone or a landline of an employee. If you do need to reach us, and you can call any of the city hall numbers at any time. Work is getting done um, as best we can to the full capacity. I know our Department of Public Works is out and working hard, filling potholes, resurfacing um, the parking lot here, as well as all essential services that have always been done in the past. Our police department, fire department are operating in full capacity and mm -hmm. they're out there making sure right. any need that is had by our community is taken care of. So right. Right. we are business as usual as far as City Hall and essential services. We are closed until May 4th. We are trying to follow the governor's lead, although when he spoke today, he did mention that we are still in the surge and we're, he's not going to make any decisions until we start to decline. Right. So we're going to do our best to follow the governor's lead unless we feel for some reason that we should deter from it. Mm -hmm. hot topic of discussion, especially at the beginning of all this, uh, now especially with the nice weather, is are our parks still closed? Mm. Yes. Well, they're closed to um, what's called active. I'll let you explain. But, you know, any team sport, any anything that you you cannot be with in that, that six-foot social distancing. If you can't social distance, it, it's, it's not allowed in the parks. Right. Yes. No team or group sports, um, only passive activity is allowed in our parks. So I know our police did a, as best a job they could at trying to enforce this. At the beginning, it was extremely tough because you have a lot of young children who are, mm -hmm. they just see the play structure and they want to be on it. You have a lot of people who playing basketball because they're trying to get some activity. It got so overcrowded in our basketball courts that we had no other choice, and I gave it like two or three day nice days, and we had to um, zip tie our basketball hoops because we really just want to slow the spread as best we can. So no group activities. Please don't go down with ten of your friends and play five on five soccer. It's just not allowed. You're welcome to go with a parent or a grandparent and just your family kick a soccer ball around or um, take a walk through our parks. I know a couple of our parks have tracks, but if, if there is congregating, we can, we just cannot have have it. We doing everything we can to slow the spread, and you need to be able to maintain at least six feet apart from anybody that's unrelated to you. So yeah. I apologize that we have to do it. This is going to stay in effect until at least May fourth. Um, we know that schools mm -hmm. were closed through the year, um, so we will be taking up what to do with our parks the first week of May. And, um, and I think it's tough to like some of the younger, especially with the messaging at the beginning that the, you know, the COVID wasn't as a, affecting the younger 
ages as, as the older population, but I can attest that that's not true. While we haven't seen young, young, um, it's, it's kids in their 20s and 30s are getting COVID, so you, you have to be careful, you have to social distance. And um, children younger are said to be asymptomatic and, carry and could be carrying it and, and bringing it home to elder uh, grandparents or adults. Along the same lines as um, closed parks is we are getting questions about our pool and our pond as well as Medford Recreation. So recreation, we're not sure what is going to happen as of right now, but we have pushed back sign-up dates. They were, they were going to start next week and we pushed that back. So sign-ups for summer recreation won't, be, won't start until June 1st and if that does change we will let you know the change but as of right now to sign up for summer rec will be June 1st and we're gonna follow the lead of our state when it comes to beaches and ponds um, and pools I'm sure yeah. they'll be coming out with some guidance because mm -hmm. as the nicer weather comes this spring people are gonna want to be at our parks and as it comes in the summer July and August, people are going to want to be at the pools and the pond and the beaches. So right, and as of right now, they're non-essential. They're on the non-essential list, so they're not they're not opening. And um, and we're getting a lot of calls around the recreation too. Summer camps, a lot. Of, we have a lot good hand number of summer camps here in in Medford, and and they want to know because this would be the time of year that they'd be actually mm -hmm. applying for their permits to operate their, the summer camp program, but those have not been determined yet, and the Department of Public Health, the State Department of Public Health, is gonna be making that determination. Do you know when, about when they are gonna decide on that? I know there's a lot of pressure on them to do it, like sooner than later, and um, we, we do have a call every Friday morning, so there might be more information about that tomorrow, and if there is, we can let people know through the website or post it out there, but um, as of right now, we haven't heard. Okay. I'm so assuming soon. As soon as the city knows, we will put that in a press release so mm -hmm. we can make a decision on the pond, the pool. Um. Yes, we have extended the due date for property tax bills from May 1st to June 1st, 2020, and the deadline to apply for an exemption is June 1st, 2020. You can go online at medfordma.org to pay your bill. You can also mail a check in, or you could drop it off at our um, box on the side of City Hall. If you have any questions for the Treasurer Collector's Office, you can call 781-393-2550. Miriam. Question in about the Housing Authority. Can the Housing Authority have visitors? No. No. Yes. no. It's, we're protecting our uh, seniors and our elders. Obviously, if they're having services, uh, you know, if they have visiting nurses or Meals on Wheels, uh, those, obviously those visitors can still um, enter. But we are really, really discouraging any visitors from our elder housing. Yes. And Mr. Driscoll is working I know with anything it's hard to enforce but we've been on him over the last since that order about 10 days ago yeah, went yeah. into effect we've been on him quite, quite and often he's, to he's make been, sure yeah 
He's been great. He's working really hard to, and he's working really hard to keep those facilities clean too. He has cleaning crews in there seven days a week, um, which is which is terrific. Yeah, that's great. great. We have a question in about um, whether or not someone can get a building permit online, and the answer is yes. The building department recently launched its online permitting portal, CitizenServe. You can apply online at www.medfordma.org on the building department page. Another service that people are wondering about is our veterans services. Uh, Mike Durham, who is our director of veteran services, is actively working and if you have any questions or have a know of a veteran in need please call mike at 781-393-2506 or you can email him at m durham d-u-r-h-a-m at medford-ma.gov a question to Miriam, can pets get COVID? Hmm. You know, my animal control officer is like really looking into this because uh, it's, 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 it, there have been cases. Um, we, not, we haven't seen in, you know, household pets, but obviously like, I'm sure people heard the news about the, the tigers at the Bronx Zoo, the yes. large cats. So, um, and then varying different places across the world, they've, they have seen um, animals with COVID. Mm -hmm scarcity not very many of them but um, but nothing on household uh, your household pets your dogs your cats I saw on um, just the world news last night they mentioned the Bronx Zoo and they mentioned a cat in New York City yeah maybe say yeah so that was the first time yeah. I heard it last night yeah um, but it doesn't seem we don't hear I don't hear of it much especially when no. I talk to you or no. many questions coming in I just we had that one question yeah. so I, it's interesting I know um, there is our volunteers calling through our Are You Okay program, Marianne. Mm -hmm. We had, at first we had over 100 volunteers who called 11,000 of our senior citizens, 16 over, any numbers that we were able to get from the registrar of voters. Um, and I know s some of the things they're doing is referring people in different directions. So what if one has anxiety or needs to talk some, to somebody? We have we have, services yes. in the Board of Health, if yes. you could maybe explain. Absolutely. We have Alicia Lagabina is our recovery coach, but she's also uh, handling our, our social services aspects, and she's great. She's a terrific resource. Um, she knows where you can go for help. She knows all the referral information and what's needed. And she's also just a great person to, to really talk to as well. But that can all get uh, central to our RUK program. We have um, food delivery. We have medications if people are in need of picking up prescriptions, or um, if they need Tylenol, if they're home isolated. Uh, we have a team ready to, to deal with that as well. We're actually giving out, we have the small little digital thermometers um, a few of them. So if you need, um, they work fine, but they're not the forehead ones or the digital ones. But we do have thermometers we could get out to people as well. So there's all a whole array of things you can ask for, but certainly um, uh, mental health and anxiety issues are, are high right now. And do we have a number for Alicia specifically? You could go through uh, 
the Office of Prevention and Outreach, um, and there is a, they have a Facebook page, Team Medford page, and Alicia has her own Recovering in Medford page as well. Great. And you can always reach out to the health department's main number as well. Yep, which is 781-393-2560. 2560. 393-2560. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And with the Are You Okay program, I know that your office has also been working with Penny and Brooke, who have been working with the team. My husband has been helping, but yeah. I know they've been working very hard to create a system and get get all volunteers Corey checked if they're going to be making the second round of calls, which will hopefully start on Monday. But also, um, people are interested in being MRC certified. So can you maybe explain what that is? Sure. So we have a group of great-hearted volunteers who want to make phone calls to our uh, to our elders and, and reach out and see if they're isolated and just want to check in call. Um, we really do want those people quarried um, and sorted before they're reaching out to our elder population. Um, but the, the next step, if you actually want to become like part of the team as far as the delivery system goes, uh, we're asking people to be part of the Medical Reserve Corps which is a statewide, pro it's actually a national program, um, but it's run out of MassDPH, and we are a part of it on a regional basis. We have the Mystic Valley um, Regional Corps, but we are, have really been able to beef up the Medford, um, the Medford volunteers uh, on this effort, and I know there'll be information on how to become a Medical Reserve uh, member. That allows you uh, access to trainings. You really see what's happening all over. You will get calls and maybe uh, emails asking if you're willing to go volunteer in another community or in another disaster somewhere. You, you're not obligated at all. You, you can always you just say no um, if you just want to be here in Medford. Um, but it, it is a great opportunity. It does give you access to a lot of information and, and some really um, good education stuff. So um, we're encouraging people to go to the website and learn more about how to uh, become a volunteer. Yes, yes. I took the training myself um, and signed up, and it really wasn't that extensive. It took a course, maybe took an hour, and answered some questions, and then filled out uh, my information to get a Corey check. So I was able to deliver some groceries to some seniors this weekend, and it was um, very nice to be able to do. So okay. it, well, I'm certified. That's okay. I wore my mask, I wore my gloves. There you go. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, thanks for everything uh, that section of your department is doing. Um, we appreciate it so yeah, much. Amazing work, yep. Um, we do have a question about the city clerk's office and what the city clerk's office is still able to accomplish, and they're doing all of their duties except marriage licenses. So. Right now, they're doing death certificates. They're handling all other duties that they have in the past. If you need a death certificate, they're doing it by mail and via curbside service. So you can call Adam Herdebees, our city clerk, anytime if you have questions. And his number is 781-393-2424. We have a question about our the city numbers. I know we've been very transparent of giving our the numbers as they're increasing and they're on our website. But why now that the DPH uh, 
keeping up numbers are they, are they varying a bit from varying what we're yeah, giving? Yeah, they are varying a bit, and and I guess that's to be expected. When um, when DP said they were going to start giving their numbers, I. I was thinking there might be a little bit of a discrepancy. We're, we're getting our numbers from DPH. That's basically how we get we get the number of cases through the state system called Maven. That's where we pull the cases out of and we follow up on. So, um, but they're getting them real time. We're getting them as they go into the system and then they're downloaded to us. So I have a feeling they they might be even a day ahead of us, mm -hmm. maybe on the caseload. And I think sometimes too, what we're what's being shown to us on the state system as a suspect case. Um, I think they're seeing it as a, you know, as they're counting that, where we wouldn't be counting that until we were told it was positive. So, so there's going to be discrepancy. I just want to let people know there's, there's probably, especially now with the surge and um, numbers varying, um, hopefully our discrepancy hasn't been that far off. No. Uh, so I don't expect it will be, but just people should be aware there will be a slight discrepancy, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah we've been pretty close. I know a couple yeah. of days ago it was like three off and then yeah. today it jumped a little bit yeah. of you know, a little bit of a difference, but I'm sure I'll start matching up tonight and then exactly. when the tomorrow's cases come in. Yep. But I know you're working on Maven every second you're able to, <laughs> so we're keeping up as best we can and trying to be as transparent as we can. question is what should I do if my landlord will not renew my lease but I can't find a new place to live um, we have a number of housing resources linked to our website on our COVID page that's medfordma.org we um, also are referring people to housing families they have been great to Medford and helping any with any landlord and tenant legal issues as well as ABCD, we are referring people to, as the council did pass, a CPC grant of 120000 on Tuesday to provide support to ABCD and I believe 20000 to housing families. So as a city, we're providing those two agencies um, revenue so they can assist um, our Medford residents. I also know that the state legislation that just passed is also on our website and it's allowing for 120 days um, you have about three months to not have to pay your rent if you cannot afford it. And then it also gives landlords some help through their mortgage company. Um, why is there construction in my neighborhood still happening? Um, this specific question sounds like it's about Eversource. So okay. maybe if we want to you want to go through the governor ordered that essential construction projects can continue and then eventually with some work we were able to get him to change that to make if it is essential we can require a safety plan and i know your office as well as the building department has been working very hard so maybe you can explain what an essential construction project is sure so uh, by the governor's definition an essential project is anything that adds housing stock to the community so um, building a new apartment building a new a new home a new double a new two-family home anything that adds to housing stock if you don't like at the library the hotel, um, some of the other bigger sites that we had going on, those are no longer able to operate. Um, Eversource and those street work uh, projects are considered essential if they're repairing, especially emergency repairs. Um, 
And that's why that we've not only been working with the building department on going over these work safety plans, but also with the engineering department and DPW. They've been helping a lot mm -hmm. because, as I've learned, there's vertical work and there's horizontal work. So the street work is considered horizontal work. And, um, and it's a little harder to ensure those safety plans can happen when you have, you know, a couple of uh, social distancing under in the ground, I guess, is sometimes challenging. So we're really making them think about how they're going to protect those employees, what PPE they're going to give them to wear, um, who's the safety officer on the site, the signage, the hand washing. Um, there's a whole string of guidelines on what we're doing and requiring the, the construction. Um, the only other projects that would, you'd still see happening is on a, like your own homes and such would be, again, emergency repairs only uh, can happen. Um, not, this is not time to remodel your kitchen or your bathroom. Right. <laughs> Don't, you can't bring outside contractors or subcontractors into your own home, but you can do uh, your own your small own work, project sure. as long as you're able to. Um, and I think it's important to point out, yes, Paul Mulkey from the building department and your office has worked very hard approving all essential work safety plans for construction. Um, but that if one believes that there's no social distancing going on on a project or something's wrong, they can still call and our building department has been great about going out and responding and yes. making sure so all the requirements that are in that safety plan are being adhered to. Yes, at our last Board of Health meeting actually on Tuesday we deputized um, a lot of staff for both engineering, DPW, and the building department um, inspectors as well to be the uh, agents for the Board of Health so they can enforce this order. And um, they are out there enforcing it. Um, and, and they can give fines and there will be, they can shut down yep. sites if necessary. Yep, and I gave a shout out to the building department, but I think our city engineer and our engineering department mm -hmm. will be busy, especially where we're coming into street. construction season right. and we're gonna see Eversource and National Grid having exactly. to do some street work um, when it comes to utilities. So yes that is allowed as long as they have a safety um, plan in place that Tim McGiver and our city engineer will approve for any utility projects mm -hmm. um, so that's great yeah where else can I get news and updates um, you can get news and updates. We try to go live once a week or at least once every other week to try to give you updates through community cable. So we thank all those helping with that. You can also go on our website, which I've said many times, medfordma.org. We have multiple, a city Facebook page. I have a Facebook page. We have Twitter that we're using, the Medford Transcript is writing stories and reaching out when they have questions, as is the patch.com. Patch gives you daily up updates through email. Um, and we're also doing robocalls when we have important information, or if it's been a week or two, we will give you the most recent updates. We really want to save the robocalls for either emergencies or you know updates once a week or once every other week we don't want to overburden people with phone calls but we are doing the best we can and if you have any other ways that you think we could be getting more communication out just let us know but we are trying to touch upon and any mm -hmm. and every way we can mm -hmm. I'd like to get people to make sure they sign up for those city alerts too um, oh, right. right that that sign uh, up for the robocalls right. they can call my office if you want to sign up to get the robocalls either by email, text message, um, 
phone calls or all three at 781-393-2408. Um, I know there may, this hour of conversation, half hour conversation will spark additional questions and as we get closer to the May 4th date, um, there will be additional questions. We will make sure as a city, as a Board of Health, we are updating you on everything that we possibly can, anything and everything that's important to the health and safety of the community. Um, and if you ever have any feedback, of course, you can email me at B-L-U-N-G-O-K-O-E-H-N at Medford-MA.gov. Right. <laughs> Sorry, just like, um, or call any department in City Hall. We can answer any questions you may have. We, we hope you s continue to remain safe and healthy and reach out if you need anything. We are here for you. Um, we, work, we are working every day to make sure the community has what they need. Um, thank you. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks.